We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome to an all-new episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast hosted by me, John Baker. And me, Jonathan Motney. Wow, what a intro. What's a, what a succinct, tight intro. People know what they're getting into right here and who they're getting into. Excuse me? What? Today's episode, we're going to be talking about an old, an old show. Mm-hmm. That I think we're going to have a lot of opinions about. That I, think, I thought it was good. That and I think we can end. have a lot of opinions about. Yeah. Called Queen for a Day. Mm-hmm. But first, we've got a sponsor that I'm going to read. Or well, I, According to this, you start reading. It. I'm going to start it. Okay. Go ahead. I'll our, allow you. Our sponsor today. Go ahead. Just whenever you're ready. Thank you. I'm starting now. I started okay. a couple of seconds Whenever ago. you're ready. Right. And I'm ha- it's happening now, though. Okay. Go ahead. Our, and thank you. Our sponsor Action. today. Okay. Well, our sponsor today brings a fresh new twist to the boring, stale world of dentures. All right. When are you going to say your first line? And it just, it, so now you go up now. So that now was the you. line? That was okay, the line. Sorry, I only read my lines. Hold on, sorry. You thought that was just me having conversation with you? I thought so, maybe. Yeah. Okay. You're the one who interacts with these sponsors. So, <laughs> okay. So the thing you said about dentures, that's right, part of the that's script. That's the first part. Okay. Most denture companies focus on the aesthetic aspect of dentures, but no one took the time to focus on the flavor. Tasty Teeth is the first company to design a denture product that not only looks great, but it tastes great as well. You're actually, it's funny, that sentence you just said is actually the same sentence that's written right here in the script. Isn't that crazy? Tasty teeth understand that just because you lose your teeth doesn't mean you lose your ability to taste flavor. To be clear, they did initially think that people lost their ability to taste flavor when they lost their teeth. But then, after some studies and interviews with scientists, they were able to confidently say they did not. Scientists (laughs) confidently say a lot of things these days. And guess what? Not mm-hmm. always true. Their patented design begins with the mold of your gums, and then the process gets fun. Next, you get to choose your teeth. You get to choose what your teeth are made from. Some popular teeth selections include pistachios, Reese's Pieces, Chiclets, Tic Tacs, Bugles, Corn, and Raisinets. Do you think it's the Bugles like the the snack food or the instrument? I. It's probably the snack food. Okay. Uh, but I will send them a follow-up email to, to get back you. on that. They shape your flavor selection into normal-sized teeth and mums the word. If at any point in the day you feel some hunger pangs, just chomp down hard on your tasty teeth and quell those stummy grumblies faster than you can say, did that person just have two front teeth three seconds ago? The owner of Tasty Teeth got the idea after watching Captain America, the first Avenger, and thought, what if instead of chomping on cyanide, it was celery? <laughs> Come on down, listeners. We'll get 32 teeth for the price of 30 when they use the code CHOMP ON DOWN. Tasty teeth, a smile that looks great and tastes great too. And then it doesn't look great anymore after what happens the is, taste great I think part, what I the think. I think what the the vendor, the supplier forgot to put in there is that it is also a subscription service. So you oh, just kind of Okay, you, so whenever you're hungry, they sit, they ship out a new one. Yeah. A new batch of corn to put in <laughs> your teeth. 
as teeth. <laughs> right. But it looks like real teeth. Did you watch Captain America recently? No. Oh. No, I think the the advertiser Googled cyanide teeth plus movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh and found out that it's not a real thing. Cyanide teeth was oh. is more of a uh Cold War folklore. Really? Mm-hmm. No. That's a shame. But that was uh, World War II, Captain America, the first Avenger, mm. with uh, Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter, who's just super hot. And there's something about like a woman in the in the 40s or 50s, you know, dressing up all fancy like they did back then. That's just so hot to me. Oh, so, so you think women dress like what? Trash now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's awful. They barely have clothes on nowadays. Yeah. Speaking of women that dress up all fancy, like, I think some of them look like queens. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, I've got a, I've got another quick promo I'm going to throw in here before we get too started. Oh my gosh. Another quick little promo. So if you'll remember back, uh, I don't know, October last year, mm-hmm. we did um, To Tell the Truth. Yeah. And then we had Emily Sugamonian as a as a guest to talk to she was a liar on that show she was and in real not, life no not in our she was told us the truth in our allegedly <laughs> so she she's an actress that's why she's such a good liar and she's she's producing and starring in a film um called like uh death and life and they're right now uh, crowdfunding. They've got a like a week and a half left in their crowdfunding. They've got most of the uh, the funding secured. They need a little bit more. So they've got. Uh, I said I would plug. Uh, if you go to seedandspark.com/fund/death-life, you can help fund this movie. They only need like five thousand more dollars mm-hmm. in the next week and a half. Twelve days. 24 hours. Right. 12 days, 23 hours. But it's 10 days when you're listening to this. What? It says 12 right now. Right. But when you're listening to this, it's 10. 12 minus 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so so we said we would we would shout that out. We, you know, we we said we'd promote her acting work when she was on here. She helped this us is, out. This is big important. They, they're, they're only looking for $12,000 for this. They've already got like $7,000. And I think, uh, as I interpreted it, if we get it to 15,000, she will show boob in the movie. I don't, I don't think she's, did she say that to you? I think it was implied. Oh, cause of the implication. Yeah. Well, and I just boob one boob. Okay. But, but the good news, since this is a crowdfunding effort, um, the, the people who funded the film will get to vote on which boob left or right. <laughs> this seems like such a drawn out complicated process. Uh, that's movies, man. Yeah. They're, they're not as simple as they seem at home. This is what happens behind closed doors. And just to be clear, that's from her perspective, left or right. Not when we're looking at her uh, from her perspective. <laughs> just make sure you're, you're voting for the right yeah, one. Yeah, that's that's a very important key. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, she's she's kind of our queen for the day. Emily Sagamonian. I'll also put the link on YouTube and Instagram or something. Yeah. Follow her, and it's probably on her bio. It's probably on our bio. All right. So uh, now we can get into today's episode, Queen for a Day. This was a show. That's about as much as I can say about it. Yeah. Uh, because it was the show that we did with 
the guy that had the mustache. Hmm? The last one that I liked. It was more of an interview. Groucho? Yes. What was yeah. the show called? It was called Groucho the Show. It's called Groucho the Show? No, it was called um, You Bet Your Life? No. It Was that it? Yeah, You Bet Your Life. Okay. So it was. it's like that, but ickier. And It'll make you feel uncomfortable. It makes you feel uncomfortable, and you don't know why, and then you'll have to go read about why, and then you realize why you felt uncomfortable. I knew why. I was pretty confident in why. I did not. I was just like, I don't like this. I don't like feeling like this. Oh, I thought it was because I uh, had to go wipe up afterwards. <laughs> I don't know. It was a masturbation joke. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to like phrase it well. Uh, that wasn't too. I do like that you wipe up sounding. afterwards. That is very nice of you. <laughs> yeah. Considering that you're walking, you like to. You don't like to be still when you're going. You like oh, to yeah. cover as much ground as mm-hmm. possible. I mean, just for closing my rings on my Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah oh my god uh so this was a show about women in the 40s and 50s Mm -hmm. and 60s in a time when women looked hot deserved to be you know they've done a lot of sacrifices their husbands oh yeah i forgot they fought in world war ii there they did cover a lot of open positions that were needed in the production of things that world war ii rosie the riveter a great hero was that a real person do you know no i think it was like she was like a cyanide tooth (laughs) she was just a myth of the cold war (laughs) was she in captain america the first avenger i missed her (laughs) she was she was i bet she was looking hot um so queen for a day it started in 1945 right after the war you might say (laughs) <laughs> in 1945 on the radio uh, as as a radio game show before uh, moving in 1956 to television on NBC. Which is what comes out of the box that you stare at. 1956? Yeah. What box? Television. Oh, got it. Okay. You're, you're describing television to the listeners at home. Correct. Got it. So 1956 to 60 on NBC, 60 to 64 on ABC. So two of the three channels had this show for a point in time. And let me tell you the way the show worked. It was hosted by a guy named uh, Jack Bailey. Mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock's cousin. Is that true? No, but he looks very similar to Alfred <laughs> Hitchcock. Okay. He has more hair than Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, true. So Jack Bailey was the host, and he was most famous for being the host of this show. So he, he may had some acting appearances and some other stuff, like here and there, little bit parts, one-off episodes on TV shows and stuff. Uh, he was kind of a, a radio guy, started hosting this on the radio initially, uh, transitioned it to TV. It was actually initially called Queen for the Day, and then they changed it to a day. Mm-hmm. Not a spe- not a specific day anymore. Queen for the Day. It sounds better for Queen for the Day. Now it's a day. It could be any day. You could be queen for any day, not just the day. Mm-hmm. So he made the move to TV with it in 1956. The game uh, didn't really change how it was played at that point, aside from adding some additional visual flair for mm-hmm. the viewers at home. Uh, because 
as we talked about earlier, how uh, and you know you know what this show made me do. What did it make I'm you kind do? Of getting into what did it make you do early on? But this yeah. is what this show made me realize: mm-hmm. is we talk a lot about how bad society is right now and our country is right now and the decline that uh, we have into this awful consumerism and and all these things. This made me realize. That shit ain't changed in 75 years. Mm-hmm. It was exactly the same back then. The good old days were not the good old days, all yeah. right? Yeah. This, we talked shit about Jason Biggs fucking a cherry Pepsi can for half an hour oh. every night on Cherry's Wild on Fox. This was worse than that in terms yes. of being a show that is a commercial. Mm-hmm. This entire show is manipulating women watching at home into buying a bunch of shit they don't need. Right. That's what well, the show is. Well, no. The women on these show really needed some of these things. Right. The, I'm, so, I'm talking about the viewers. Got it. I'm talking about the viewers at home. Mm-hmm. Because what this show was, there were four women competing to be queen for a day. And you, oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. That sounds innocent. That sounds lovely. Here's what it means to compete to be queen for a day. Mm-hmm. You come on on the show. You talk to old Jack, Daddy Jack, as he sometimes referred to himself as, uncomfortably. <laughs> and you tell him why you deserve to be queen for a day. And it can be any reason, like your husband died in the war, mm-hmm. or you and your husband don't have jobs and your child needs brain surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, or any other number of uh, tragic and sad things that will make you cry as you're trying to explain this on uh, in front of a national TV audience. But don't cry. Audience. But don't you dare cry. Don't cry. And then, after all four of you explain your story, which, by the way, half-hour show, half-hour show, all four of you explain your story. You get 45 seconds to explain your story with an interview from jack where daddy he, jack where daddy jack is making light of a lot of the problems that you're facing of your mental health problems or physical maladies of <laughs> you or your family he likes to make jokes about it and tie it into what the last gal talked about yeah like oh she's a veterinarian she can fix your son's clept foot or whatever <laughs> and then After these, you know, five minutes of content of interviewing these women, now the audience gets to vote by round of applause Mm -hmm. on who has the saddest, most pathetic little life and deserves to be queen for a day. That's it. It's who gets to be queen for a day. And, And to be clear, these women are requesting a specific thing. They're just requesting really one thing. They're making a request, and they only get that one thing mm-hmm. if the audience elects them through this super scientific round of applause meter. Meter that, by the way, it was like a little one to ten meter with a little like you'd see, mm-hmm. but it also seemed to only function like the. When we are testing our levels on our microphone, when we're looking at this little thing down here Mm -hmm. and seeing how much talky-talky noise is going in there. Right. That seemed to be what the meter was. Right. And 
So I saw it just like, it's like 1 to 10. And the meter was at like 15 at some points. Right. Way past it's 10. Way past 10. I'm like, I don't know. This is so unscientific. It's unbelievable. But anyway, according to that meter, we decide who's queen for a day. Who might get, you know, if they, um, they're, they've got four kids at home, mm-hmm. all under the age of eight, and their husband is off in Vietnam. Sure. He's been away for a year fighting in the war. Arguably the funnest war. One of the most fun, at least. Top three. Uh, I would say top three most fun wars. Uh, Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. The War of the Roses, because you can't... that That's just... It, there's fun in the name right, right there. Mm-hmm. And the Mexican-American War. Really? I have Korean at number three, because okay. of the amount of torture that occurred. Um, the fun, fun torture. Yeah, I mean, I, I, have, I have Korea as uh, a bone... Like a... Uh, what runner up got it so fourth place situation yeah because you know what what korea had going for it was a lot of the torture and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. john mccain could never raise his arms above his shoulders again for the rest of his life and stuff like that so there's fun stuff because he had nervous armpits right exactly uh but then you know that resulted in us getting uh kim jong-un who i just think could be funnier i agree i don't think he hits his mark um and i think people giving him shit for losing wait to be in the role that he's in now our actors do it all the time exactly so and and but but i do think he would be funnier if he was fatter it works i mean sometimes it does it works i agree so there's a woman who has a husband off in the war for a year and she'd like a phone call mm-hmm. with her husband who's right. now in okinawa stationed there because yeah. he's out of vietnam she'd like a phone call with her husband and she can get that if the audience says so. If the right. audience thinks that's more important than the woman whose good friend, uh, husband just ran out on them and their four kids. Mm-hmm. And so now she's got to go to work to try and support these four kids because the husband up and disappeared. Yeah. And these four kids no longer have a father at home. This woman has to take them in every day alongside her two kids and wrangle six children for the day while her husband is off at work. And she would just like a TV to be able to entertain these children a little bit who don't have a father anymore because he ran off probably with a flight attendant, a stewardess. Okay. First of all, that's hearsay. You don't know that for a fact. Mm -hmm. Second, I do think that was the smartest ask because a television is a very good replacement for a father. (laughs) You get morals from it. Mm-hmm. You want, you can learn how to speak better. You can just listen and and uh, develop your yeah. your um your ideas about the world, mm-hmm. which are always pure and grounded. Yep. When they coming from television of shows, um, and you can also learn from a television how and what to buy, which I think this television show nails so hard, very very hard. So we talked about how there's. Uh, Four one-minute question-and-answer segments with these women. Maybe two minutes on some of them if they're a little If there are a couple of chuckles, it's yeah. going to go a little bit longer. And there's some goofs and gaffs in there. And then in between all that, in addition to the phone call with their husband or the humidifier for the house because their uh, husband and son are both suffer from asthma, significant asthma, mm-hmm. and the husband can't work because he can't breathe. Yeah. Uh, and so neither of them have jobs at the moment. What she should have asked for 
is a television because that guy's going to die probably. And so might as well get so ahead of it and she's get got that, the sun and get that television locked in. Yeah. So, uh, in between all of that and in addition to that thing that you desperately need, uh, to continue your life as a normal functioning member of society. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, you also get in between every break. They have to, do a fashion show of oh look at these clothes and this makeup and these shoes you also get for Mm -hmm. being queen for the day look at these kitchen products that you get for being queen for the day Ooh, nothing says being a queen like doing the laundry look at this great detergent that you can get oh it's so soft on your hands like a queen (laughs) they just say like a queen after everything they're selling oh it's so soft on your hands so I mean, it is legitimately twenty minutes of them shilling products, yes, and telling you how great these products are, and most of them, but not all of them, are also given as a prize to the queen for the day, for a day, a day, not the day anymore. Only in nineteen forty-five was they the queen for the day, queen for a day, and there are some, and then there are some time, you know, in between all this fun and excitement. You got to take some commercial breaks to sell things like X-Lax that mm-hmm. you don't get for the being queen chocolated X-Lax. The best kind. Yeah. What's your favorite flavor of lax? Um honestly, if I'm that upset and my my stomach is that backed up, I it you could make the X-Lax X-Lax taste like poop and I would still take it cuz I don't really care what the flavor is. You need that poop. I care out? that, you know, you know, my b-hole gets ransacked by all the poop that's jam-packed wow. up in the hole that's not coming out. Okay, that was graphic. I tried to be very gentle in the way I described jerking off and coming all over the place while I was watching this show and then you <laughs> you do that. Yeah. And I I do this I do a similar thing that you do as I walk around the house as pooping. I'm pooping okay. to get to lock in those rings. That's smart. That's yeah, smart. Thank you. That's a lot of wasted time otherwise. Agreed. And so in fact, this show had so much advertising in it. Mm-hmm. It had the highest uh at the time ever cost per minute for advertising, $4,000 per minute of advertising beautiful and nbc extended the show from 30 minutes to 45 minutes so they could get 15 more minutes of advertising in the show No, it's so you could get more backstory on these queens to make sure that you clap as hard as you need to yeah they gave it 15 extra minutes to add in more advertising which is hilarious Mm -hmm. because it was just a big commercial it was a big infomercial of every product that a woman could ever need, mm-hmm. as long as it's makeup or cleaning supplies, things or cleaning supplies or clothing mm-hmm. or things that make you look and feel beautiful as you should, as you're a queen, as you're a woman, and yes. that's your duty to be a queen. Right. And as long as you're a queen, you might as well, you know, not look rubbish. <laughs> you know, rub it. What are you British? Well, we've done a lot of British game shows, I know, but. <laughs> Yeah, I just I like that one of the things was um, a teeth whitening toothpaste. Oh yes, and it was very clearly Polydent made or something. Uh, no, that's 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 the dentures. that's dentures. <laughs> I'm I'm back in tasty dentures. <laughs> tasty teeth. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but it was it was yeah, t- tooth whitening. Yeah, um, toothpaste for which seemed very specifically geared at only women's gross, dull yellow teeth. Yeah, you don't want to look 
There was no, no man. Uh, yeah. Men can look like whatever the fuck they want. I mean, look at us. Hello. Hey. Hot wives. What's up? Um, so, so that was basically the gist of the show. And then the other three women get to share their sad stories and go on off on their own and not get to talk yeah. to their They They yell them. They yell at them to get the fuck out because they're <laughs> done with them. They are now shells of content. Right. Uh, completely drained of all of their useful input into this particular taping. Yeah. Uh, get the fuck out. Yeah. And also, so this is one of those shows that was just all all taped over uh, from back in the day. This was this was a live. This was an every single day of the week or every weekday TV show. This was five days a week. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Five days a week. They're doing this nonsense. They're, uh, they did this for eight years on TV. And they did it for 11 years before that on the radio. So for 19 years, every day they were doing this. So for the eight years on TV, there are 12 episodes surviving at the UCLA Film and Television Archive and two at the Library of Congress. Seven of them were released on DVD a few years ago. (laughs) So we watched one of the seven available episodes. (laughs) And in addition to shilling all of these products for women on this episode. This was also a very special circus mm-hmm. episode. Yes. This was a circus episode. And what did that mean? That meant that at the beginning, they had two clowns from Barnum and Bailey's mm-hmm. that they interviewed. And here's the weird thing. It it was like a bit on the local news where it's like, Oh, Pete Holmes is in town at the Addison Improv this week. So, Pete, tell us, what's life like out on Torble? It was like they were doing that because Ringling Brothers was in Los Angeles at the time. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind, this is a national TV show. This is not a local Los Angeles show. <laughs> and they're advertising that Ringling Brothers is at the Los Angeles Convention Center or whatever, mm-hmm. which is weird. I guess, I mean, they're touring all over the country, so it's getting in the back of people's mind that these clowns are... They're going to be they're in clowny, your city at some point. And they had some animals. There are some elephants and donkeys and stuff walking mm-hmm. around. Well, this was the same episode that crowned a queen who needed a replacement mother while she got surgery so she could rest. Uh, you, you're, this is a good point. This was a woman who had seven children. Mm-hmm. She had seven children. The oldest one was 11. None of them are multiples. She shot out <laughs> yeah. seven pregnancies in 11 years, this woman. Uh-huh. And she, they don't even tell us what it is, but she has some sort of malady in which, I don't know if she needs surgery or what, but she needs to be in the hospital for two weeks, mm-hmm. and she can't find anyone to take care of her kids for those two weeks. So she has been putting off this thing that she needs to be in the hospital recovering for two weeks because she can't find anybody to take care of her kids. So yeah. her queen for the day was a two-week nanny mm-hmm. so that she could enjoy life of being in a hospital bed for two weeks. Yeah. I really hope it was like reconstructive surgery on her toe or something. Jesus Christ. One of the, and the reason I bring that up is because one of the prizes they gave to her was a cat. That was hilarious. And the reason that they gave her a cat was because one of the sponsors was Frisky's Cat Food. Uh And so they needed to give her cat food. And what if she doesn't have a cat? Good news. We'll give you this cat. We'll roll it out in a cage Mm -hmm. by a clown. Correct. 
and give you this cat and this cat food because, you know, there's probably not a lot going on at your house with your seven children Mm -hmm. under 11. Right. We probably need to mix in a cat uh, while you're in the hospital for a couple weeks. Right. And the clowns also would just, um, as they were modeling a lot of the clothing and makeup and fun, shoes fun and way. stuff like that, the clowns were, because they have models that are doing these things, and then the clowns are just kind of over their shoulders going like, oh, 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 while they're like modeling a designer bag mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So it was very weird. Um, but we had to work in another promo, obviously. We, did. we had to get the Ringling Brothers in here. And then at the very end, they were like, all right, you're the queen for the day. And when we get back from this message, we're going to tell you some more stuff that you won. And then it was like, you, all your kids get bikes from Huffy. Yeah. Schwinn. Schwinn, I'm sorry. Schwinn. All your kids get Schwinn bicycles. Mm-hmm. Except the little ones get a tricycle. Get a trike. So just, just the weirdest show. I, like I again, this goes back to me thinking like, oh, we're really at a low point in society with all this stuff we do. Like, uh, my wife watches The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. She's just started doing this. She's never. Right. I've been with her for a decade and a half. Right. She's never watched these shows before. Now she has started because it's like we've it's crack. We've been home alone, or you know, not at work, and so she'll put it on. During the day, mm-hmm. like the previous week's episode or whatever. Yeah. So she's watching The Bachelorette. And this is, it's one of those things where I think like, God, this is, this is who we are right now. This is, this is sad. I watch this and I see there's 25 men vying for the attention of one woman. Mm-hmm. And this one woman um, is, keeps, keeps reiterating the fact that she is convinced that she knows that her husband is here. I don't know which one of these guys is it is, but it's probably... I couldn't hear what you said. Whoa. Siri. I've Siri. You, you didn't like you that. You mail Siri now? It just did it automatically. I didn't even choose to change it. It Siri changed to a man yep. without you... Without my consent. That's the woke world we live in. Our assistants can't be women anymore. They're all queens for a day now (laughs) while our assistants are men. Um, And yeah, there's this woman talking. I I know that my husband is here. And it's the dumbest thing because Mm -hmm. it's it's so fake. And anybody like, oh, you're a hot woman who wants 25 guys to compete over you. Go to any bar. (laughs) Any bar. But then it's not filmed. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and then they go, I just don't want guys that are here for the wrong reasons. Meaning to be on TV, which you wouldn't go on this show if you didn't want to be on TV. You could find 25 men that want to fuck you anywhere. Oh, so she just wants, she's just looking to get fucked. Because what I, I heard her is husband, that she's trying to find her, her husband. Her husband is there. The producers have assured her that her husband is there. <laughs> her future husband is there. And then my favorite part is all these, it's like... Uh, because this is a show aimed at women, um, they have to make the men do and act in ways that no man will ever do or act, but women don't necessarily innately know that, like okay. a man does. Like, 15 guys are just sitting around on couches being like, 
Man, she's amazing, isn't she? Oh yeah, my favorite. Here's what, what's your guys' favorite thing about her? Here's my favorite thing about her. I just love the way that she's real. She's so she's so down to earth. Yeah, it's like you know you can like hang out with her. You can bring her around your family, around your buddies. Like yeah, I really love that about her. Yeah, oh, no, not she's good looking too. Am I right, guys? Uh, uh, you know the way guys sit around and talk about women all the time. Yeah. Uh huh. Just in while we're competing over them, by the way. You know what hurts me so much is that locker room talk got such a rap. That's the real locker room talk. <laughs> that's what locker room. And nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah, that's that's Except how guys. we that's how we locker room talk. Mm-hmm. We talk about uh, how down to earth women are and how much we like them because of that. And how easy it is to bring them around, you know, your friends and your family. Because it's so hard. Because sometimes you find a girl and it's like, oh, she's just for family. But my friends would hate this bitch. Right. And then, or vice versa. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of like the downfall of society. And then I watched this from 1950. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, we were the same then. Right. We were just as bad. We were exploiting people at their weakest moments for entertainment. And... Uh, denying many of them the things that they desperately need, even though we're making hundreds of thousands of dollars off of shilling, teeth whitening stuff. We can't get this woman a phone call with her husband in Okinawa. We can't get this woman a TV. The TV station can't provide for a TV for this woman, for these children who have lost their father. Mm -hmm. A humidifier. We can't get a humidifier for this woman yes. because the audience didn't clap loud enough. So I'm sorry. So this is your ideal show then is women go on and cry and, and then, then you just give them what they, what they want. want. That yeah, sounds it's called like a terrible Ellen. show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it is just, these are desperate housewives and with the original zero desperate housewives it looks like they didn't even want to be there no I, well it's like what we talked about with um the kids like the, the children double on dare. double dare yes, exactly where exactly they're right. they're not stage ready at all mm-hmm. and because again they're brought out there to be like why does your life suck um stop I, backing away from me come closer <laughs> why are you backing up and he like grabs her hand and drags her yeah yeah, so it was just really uncomfortable. It was really exploitative, incredibly. Mm-hmm. Um, just keying in on our basest desires to like feel superior to people. Like, oh god, I'm glad that's not me. Yeah. Oh, she deserves it. Oh, she this this little sweetie deserves uh-huh. that. Uh, I bet your grocery shopping was rough this week. Yeah. She had to get. You know, um, slight tangent. Okay, but just more res- the more respect that I have for a, for a housewife sure. you'll see here. You know uh, the grocery store how they have the lobster, which one the any okay any like not Walmart got it like Kroger or above mm-hmm. they have the lobster tank and they have the lobsters crawling around in there. Maybe they've got like tape around their claws so they can't be clawing too much or whatever. Yeah. Because you know the best way to cook a lobster is like boiling it live. Mm-hmm. For I don't know, it tastes the most delicious. The more pain it's been in, right? Um, so they sell them like live like that, and I had the thought the other day because I've never bought. Have you ever bought a live lobster? I didn't at, know at these still store? existed. I remember as a child seeing these tanks, but I I think they still do. Okay, I'm not 100 percent positive, but I believe they still do. But I've never bought one. 
so I guess my question that I had was, how do you get it home? Like, what, what did they, did they put it in a bag? <laughs> you like have a live lobster in a bag? No, you have to barehand it outside the door. Or do they kill it and then you take it home? I bet you could request it for them to kill it. Or do you have to bring your own tank? Do you have to stop by Petco on the way and get a little well, lobster tank? In the Kroger in? at our old or place bring in, a pot? in Dallas, they would steam stuff for you. At Kroger? Yeah. They would like steam the fish or steam lobster for you if you wanted to. Was this a restaurant? Kroger and Grill? Kroger and Grill. <laughs> no. Wow. But I don't know. That's a great question. I assume that they think you're going to bring your own lobster tote. Uh, BYO which is tote. shaped exactly like a lobster so you have to <laughs> yeah. have them choose one that's the exact, the exact shape size. Yeah. yeah well I mean listen if these queens could uh, get a lobster home from the grocery store then they really deserve to some be... lipstick <laughs> also when they were on the clown on the circus special show mm-hmm. when they were uh, talking about the makeup they had of course had to tie it into the clowns Sure. Like, oh, whether you want to look like a clown. No, you don't want to look like a clown. You want to look like a sophisticated, beautiful woman. Also, terrible visual stimulus. Uh, it was in black and white. It was It was funny. They, they would, like, describe the colors of things. Like, oh, this forest green dress. And I'm like, that's black. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That is a black dress. Um, so, yeah, it was it was depressing. And I, it's, it's interesting because... So, there were... Going off of, of this show from mm-hmm. it went off the air in '64 on ABC. However, there there was a 1969 syndicated revival for one year only. Only lasted a year. It's Queen for a year. Uh, no, you're still just Queen for a day. Okay, but it was uh, it was fake. the The audience reaction they chose who it was going to be before the show, and then the audience voting was uh, was a farce. Was it still a clap-o-meter? Uh, I think it was, but... Okay, that's all I cared about. If people don't have their own clap meters at home, they would never know that it was just bullshit. Well, the thing is, is that... It was rigged. You're not born with um, free clap will. It's predetermined clap will. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I, God chooses what we clap for? Well, when you get up to in, up into heaven... Uh, that's if you decide whether to go to heaven or hell. You decide. You do a clapometer. No. Oh, they decide with a right. There's a uh, there's a studio audience of angels. Oh. And they speed read through your life, uh, all the positive and negatives, and then they clap their wings together, and wow. then based on the uh, decibel level from that, you go from to either heaven or hell. Oh wow. So my favorite thing mm-hmm. about this show, I think, was that. Before it was on TV, when it was still just on the radio, in 1951, there was a major motion picture, Queen for a Day, based on this game show. Okay. Starring Daddy Jack himself. Okay. As himself. And it was set backstage of the game show, Queen for a Day. Where they were reading submissions of women who wanted to be on the show. Mm-hmm. And then we would see the vignettes of their life of Ooh. why they deserve to be queen for the day. So there were three uh, stories. Yeah. All from the women writing into the show. 
who believed they deserved to be queen for a day. Mm -hmm. And that was a movie about this game show made by the people who made the game Game show. show. And it also was the first film appearance of Leonard Nimoy. Really? Mr. Spock from Star Trek. Did he play the husband that's away at war? Uh, no, he played, uh, the, one of the children. Okay. The, uh, oh, he was a child. No, he wasn't. Oh, but he played the child. Okay. Got he it. was 42. And he played a child. He played a How come we don't see that in movies? Actors are so good. They can transport you to any different world. Because it's appropriation. We can't do that anymore. <laughs> we did that back in the day though. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, 40 year olds would play seven year olds all the time. Um, but, yeah, I, I loved that that was a movie that they made out of this. And then the, there were a couple times throughout the years that the revivals were toyed with or attempted that, that never really got anywhere. Um, again, it certainly seems like something you couldn't do now. Mm-hmm. However, in 2004, on Lifetime, they did a one-off special hosted by Monique. Uh-huh. And rather than a studio audience, there were three judges. So there were three people mm-hmm. that got to decide which woman most deserved uh, whatever thing she wanted yeah. de- or desperately needed, I guess is a better way to put it. Okay. And that was just a one-off, a one-off thing. So 2004, not that long ago. Mm-mm. But again, you think The Bachelor is still a thing right now. So it's like, we're not, we're not that much better. We watch 600-pound fat people. Yeah. So that we can feel better about ourselves for not being 600 pounds. Well, I mean, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy is the same thing. Is it, though? Yeah. They enhance the lives of people who are, like, way down on their luck or have serious issues. Sure. But and, and but there's something about that that's not like they don't have that guy. And then they show off three other guys who, are like, <laughs> lost a leg in the war and can't move. And they're like, mm, you'll figure it out. Like, yeah. We we want to go with this guy who's got a better made-for-TV story. They don't like do that on the show. Yeah, it's a little bit less insulting to yeah. dismiss less dismissive of other people's problems. I guess this is super dismissive of like, hey, the audience said fuck you. Sorry. Yeah. Hope you loved talking to your husband a year ago. <laughs> Maybe you'll talk to him again one day. Here's a consolation prize: a bag of rice with your husband's picture on it. Exactly. And then in 2012, there was a musical adaptation mm. of this show. Yes. Starring Alan Thicke. Okay. As the host. Yikes. And he's dead now. Well, Alan Thicke is fine. His son... He's dead, though. So he's not that fine. Well, he's fine. Once you die, all of your transgressions and issues go away. I don't know that... Yeah, he, he was... I don't know that he did anything bad, right? Alan? Alan I don't think so. I he mean, just, look, if... Look. He called the kid Boner. He did? Well, on Growing Pains, there was a character named Boner. Okay. So he wasn't pointing out a child's boner. We don't know how that he got the name. That would have been way worse for me. That would have gotten him zero claps from me. Okay. So he's dead now, unfortunately. And I I don't know that that musical's touring anywhere. The Queen for a Day musical. But, I mean, it was about an episode of the show. I would watch in it. In musical form. I think it sounds pretty entertaining, to be honest with you. I'd check it out. But, yeah, it's just, it feels to me like... You're going to throw up a picture of Alan Thicke, right? On our green screen? From his autopsy report. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
it feels to me like uh, this couldn't be done today in the same way because we've progressed as a society. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of the opposite of the mindset I went with going in about how we've debased ourselves as a society. Yeah. It feels like it's good that we couldn't do this anymore, I think. If we... anything, it got better. Society? Well, these shows. I think we're for the straight guy. I think extreme makeover, home makeover edition, right. whatever it's called. Or you're are... just helping people instead of making them compete for your help. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you still are doing the helping, but you're not doing it for people that need it. You're doing it for people that need it and have a sad story that you can <laughs> I mean, it's highlight. the same thing with like American Idol or whatever, when somebody's about to go up and they like give you their backstory uh-huh. for it to be real sad or whatever. And then they're bad at singing afterwards. Yeah. But you're like, that's okay. That's I okay. got what I needed from them, which was uh, to make sure my life isn't as sad as yours. Yeah. And it's not. And I also feel like this was probably, you know, like not good for um, mental health. You know? It's good for the a whole bunch of people. What are you talking about? All the people get... Um, to feel like they're better than like someone they're better, else. Like, oh, at least I think don't have it, it as bad as these people. Think about how many people are like, oh, my life's terrible. They get a, a hit of a, a perception, a perspective twist to say, oh, wow, maybe, you know, maybe I don't need that extra Rolls Royce. But I can just. <laughs> that extra Rolls Royce. <laughs> that's, what, that's what was making you depressed before. <laughs> you only had one Rolls Royce. Yeah. Or maybe five, but you still wanted a sixth. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking like in terms of I feel like there's a lot of things that we talk about from the past that we're like now we're like that's not good for people's mental health. We mm-hmm. need we needed to change. Like um I was watching some stuff from Have you seen Whiplash, the film? Oh Whiplash? yeah. Great film, right? I mean, I've seen the short and I've seen the film. Wow. So. Both starring JK Simmons. Yeah, but not the lead actor. But not dude. Miles Teller yeah. in the short. So, if you haven't seen Whiplash, Whiplash is a film about so Miles Teller is the main character who is a student at an elite jazz music conservatory. Mm-hmm. And he is a drummer. And J.K. Simmons is the jazz music dictator band teacher. Uh-huh. And he is quite cruel in his teaching methods and really uh, aggressive and mm-hmm potentially abusive you might say yeah and i think there's like a subplot about one of his former students committed suicide and he was getting sued for it uh because they blamed his uh abusive teaching methods um and so a lot of people see this movie as a condemnation of the abusive teaching style in some of these elite programs yeah however Mm -hmm. At the end of the movie, Miles Teller is a really, really great jazz drummer, Mm -hmm. having overcome all of these awful teaching methods. And so I see a little more nuanced portrayal of, yeah, these things seem really bad, but they can also really push greatness out of people. Here's the thing. Look at any artist background. 
I feel like most of the time you're going to find trauma. Right. And it's a risk I'm willing to take. Okay, so some people are going to die. Some people are going to give us great stuff. Hey, that's what life is. It's Okay, so it's very funny. I was literally setting this up to ask you <laughs> if you what you think the number of people uh that have to kill themselves mm. or that have to be geniuses to cancel out the number of people that that kill themselves due to this sort of uh yeah teaching i think style. if 7 people out of 10 become geniuses and successful artists or in the entertainment industry, it's worth it. But so, so one person, three people kill themselves? Three what? people can kill themselves. Okay, so it's, it's, it's a binary. You either kill yourself or you become a genius. There's no <laughs> middle ground at all. <laughs> As it should be, yes. <laughs> because I do feel like, like, I, like this is super, um, I don't know philosophy very well. Great. But I feel like this is a super, like, uh, philosophical type of question Mm -hmm. of for a society for the world what is the how do we wait uh getting genius in the world versus like losing life or having somebody else fall into despair well i think that you have to focus on the definition of what your genius is if it's creative genius yeah if it's like shakespeare like like we got Shakespeare because ten other guys killed themselves because they were told that their plays sucked. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like learning Shakespeare, so I would say, um, okay, Ariana Grande. We got Ariana okay. Grande. We got Iggy Azalea. Twenty people killed Reba themselves, McIntyre. and we got one Ariana Grande. You know, let's make sure they got ropes because wow, <laughs> they're all hanging. Yes. Okay. Well, no, you can kill yourself. Are they all in different... witches or something? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's like, do you do the thing that's good? Do you save one person who is going to make a positive, huge impact on the world, but lots of people are going to die? Or do you sacrifice that one person to save a hundred people who are going to live like normal lives? So, okay. I just said the one guy who's going to have a positive impact in the world. And your example was Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> okay. Well, no, you're, he's the one you kill. Okay. So you, you, cause you could kill Hitler and save 8 million people. Right. But then who do you fucking marry? To see, that's a good question. Um, I would, I guess I would say Stalin for fuck. That mustache <laughs> is mm-hmm. pretty hot. Right. And then, uh, Mussolini, I think Mary, because he's got, you know, Italians are lovers. You right. Know? And his name starts with an M. Yeah. So. It, works with, it works with Mary. Right. Yeah. Well, no, but I, and, and I know we're like joking about this, but I do think there is like a serious conversation in terms of like waiting. What is, when is it bad for society to coddle people's mental health versus, mm-hmm. What what are the what are the net gains and losses by doing things like that? Right, I don't know. But anyway, this show net net loss net for loss. existing. Yeah, uh, Queen for a day. It's uh, there's no J.K. Simmons pushing this show to greatness. <laughs> it is just an awful part of 
humanity. Mm-hmm. I think it's not good. Here's my review of this show. Sure. I think it's not good. Mm-hmm. I think it's bad uh, as entertainment. I think it's uh, bad just existentially. I think that everybody involved should feel bad about themselves for doing this. I don't think that at any point, for any reason other than money, this sounded like a good idea. Mm-hmm. And it is it is distressing, but it is also comforting to know that in 1945, which is now... 76 years ago Mm -hmm. that we were the same as we are now yeah and it was oh will this thing get us dollars let's exploit that hasn't changed and we tend to think that it has that we've gotten worse in that way we i think we've gotten worse in a lot of ways but i don't know that we've gotten better in a lot of ways too Mm -hmm. and that's one way that we haven't changed at all right i mean i'm i my brain wants to say this was a a barter. It was a trade. These women weren't tricked into, you know, uh, giving away their sob story on television. They were told, do you need something? Okay. Do you have a sad story? You do? If you want, you know, come and uh, exploit yourself and we'll maybe give you something for it. Sure. But that's also like saying like, hey, starving child. Come over here and dance, and if you can dance better than that starving child, I'll give you food. Otherwise, fuck off. Like, well, in that instance, that kid dies, and this mom just goes without a TV for her six children, four of them not being her own. Okay, yeah, but what about the woman that needs to go to the hospital for two weeks? She still gets to go to the hospital. It's just her husband loses his fucking mind trying to work and raise seven kids. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. This is a great example. Oh, wow. I'm excited. So because we coddled that family by mm-hmm. getting her a uh, house nanny, mm-hmm. those two oldest kids are robbed of their genius. Because if they were to be thrown Shit. in that horrible situation, mm-hmm. you know, you have to step up. They would have had some artistic uh, growth. Right. And one of them would have killed himself. <laughs> but guess what? Seven, six kids. I feel like it, you have enough every, you, to go a certain point past yeah. four. Yeah, it's like you're uh, just you're just bragging about you can get pregnant at that point. Yeah, you're just like it is kind of showy. Fucking happened again, right, guys? Yeah, and it's like it's like when you're going to the airport on Christmas Eve to go to Paris with your family for the holidays, and you got too many darn kids, you don't even realize you left one behind. What does it matter? Right, and guess what? He turns out to be a genius. He does turn out to be a genius. Okay. Because of what he had to overcome. The kid next door is thinks paint cans are what mommy and daddy used to change the color of the walls. This kid is using it as full-on weapons. Weaponry. Yeah. To protect his house, which he has a very strange um, grasp on. He's like, must protect this home. So he's like a, I just feel like you don't feel that as a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I give this a zero out of five buzzers because wow. I'm upset about it existing. Yeah. Jack Bailey, fuck yourself. Damn. He's died in 1980. Suicide. Because he was pushed too hard. He was pushed too by hard. By his hard life. By Goodson Todman Productions. I think... 
one how how you make it better you make NBC go because this propelled NBC to stardom. Mm-hmm. You make it was the greatest, uh, highest price per minute of advertising in history at the time. Yeah, you make NBC go back, find all these women if they're still alive, and mm-hmm. you give them exactly what they asked for on the show. Okay, I'd just like to point out that these are housewives in 1945. Right. So like 20, 14, <laughs> most of them. It was a different time. So so what? Some of them are still alive, maybe. Did, did I tell you we went to a um, a child CPR course mm-hmm. to get certified? And there was a woman there who probably looked to be around 45. She was talking about like her 17-year-old son, which was her oldest son. Okay. So she was prob- probably in, in the mid 40s age range i would say maybe Mm -hmm. 50 and she was telling us about uh how how her sister was adopted or something like that uh because she said well you know my when my parents got married um my mom was 14 you know it was a different time then and i'm like you're like 50 it was not that different of a time then. <laughs> Your mom was 14 and they thought she couldn't conceive because they didn't have a child by the time she was 16, so they adopted. Wow. Like what the fuck? That's A child was a different time. Yeah. I was like it was like 1965 or something. <laughs> I mean, technically it was a different time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can say that legally. Yeah. But anyway, what is your what's your buzzer rating of this bad boy? I give it one out of five because those Schwinn bikes were fucking sweet. <laughs> what about the trike though? What about those clowns? I love the clown that came out on the trike. Why yeah, but there were, I didn't hear one clown horn, so that deducts I, I would have given it one, but there were no clown horns. <laughs> there were no clown horns. What's even the point? I think that was in the contract. They could have clowns on, but they no were like horn, keep no those fucking horns. horns at the None, circus. Nothing squirting out of uh Flowers Nipples. on lapels. Or yeah, anything. definitely don't. Anyway, uh, this was this was Queen for a day. I can't recommend it. I, I definitely don't recommend it. I I say unless you like to feel uneasy watching things on the internet. It, yeah, it'll make you feel uncomfortable about mm-hmm. what they're putting these people through, sharing these sad stories, and then be like, oh well. Hey. This, look at this one. Look at all the shit she gets. One of them gets it. Yeah, they pr- and then they prance her around in front of all the other ones. As she's and crying. she just slaps them all across the face. <laughs> That's another part of the win. You gotta slap all the other women. Yeah, it was it was something else. Hey, it was a different time. It was a different time. It was a different time. Yeah, it was. This has been another episode of Come On Down, the Game Show Podcast. Check us out on instagram or just listen or watch or whatever that's all we ask that's all we ask that's all we ask honestly if you want us to beg for it um we'll come on here and tell you a sob story a different sob story about our lives every week we will get us get some teeth made out of corn from tasty teeth Mm -hmm. uh go fund death and life the movie Mm -hmm. starring emily sagamonian give her a thousand bucks it'll be on youtube TV to rent. I don't know. YouTube red doesn't exist anymore. I know. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Oh, how was vacation? 
Next time you see this, I will have been back from vacation for (laughs) six days. (laughs) And it was great. All right. See you guys next time.